Hello and welcome into BTN's Take 10 Podcast. This is Alex Rue with BTN. This week's guest is former Penn State star quarterback Trace McSorley. Let's get into it. Take a look, listen, and enjoy. Look at here, look at here. With the catch, the finish! Oh, get to the interview with Trace in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor, the Northwestern University School of Professional Studies. If you've ever thought about a career in sports, check out the master's program in sports administration at Northwestern University. You can build your skill set and your network in evening or online classes. Find out more at sps.northwestern.edu sports. Now, Trace McSorley. All right, I'm very pleased to be joined by a former star QB from Penn State, <laughs> currently a quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. It's Trace McSorley. Trace, how are you, man? Thanks for joining me. I'm doing good. You know, just one day at a time, enjoying summer, training, getting ready for the season. But I'm doing well. Appreciate you having me on. For sure, for sure. Really appreciate you jumping on. Um, you know, I'm trying to keep up with everything that's going on with sports, trying to restart. And saw that training camp might get going in late July here for the NFL. also saw on your Instagram story uh, – Recently, you're getting outside to work out and throw a little bit. So, like, what's been your day-to-day prep to get ready for whatever the season, whatever form the season takes? And, uh, you know, as we're kind of all in this quarantine limbo, what's your workout schedule been like? Yeah, right now it's really just staying in shape. Um, so, getting ready for camp, it kind of focus a little bit more on the uh, football aspect of it, throwing and getting out and doing work on the field, as opposed to doing a bunch of stuff in the weight room, as you know, kind of was doing a little bit before. Uh, so now it's just kind of really focusing on the football aspect of it and being ready for camp and being ready for whenever our season gets going, uh, just being in the best shape and uh, being able to get going and be ready when that happens. Yeah, so I saw an article that said you've been working out with Dwayne Haskins, the former Ohio State star quarterback. So I looked closer at your Instagram story, and it looked like Dwayne Haskins was one of the guys. I couldn't tell for sure if it was him. But have you, have you guys been working out together? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you guys were uh, old buddies. Yeah, um, we've, we both use the same quarterback coach ever since we were in high school. Um, you know, him being from Maryland, me being from Northern Virginia, kind of in the same area. Um, so we've always kind of, you know, we've worked out a, a bunch in high school and kind of, you know, still now that we're both in the area, work out, work out together a little bit. So, uh, yeah, so I think the one you're talking about, he was, we were there working out. Um, it's good to kind of be able to get out and, you know, have another guy that's, you know, going into, you know, second year and, you know, he's going into the opportunity where he'll be starting and getting ready for his season and all that. You know, I'm fighting for a roster spot, but we're both com- competing against each other and uh, really just kind of pushing each other. And I think that, that just kind of helps both of us to be able to have that give and take and be able to kind of push each other and have someone that you're competing against while you're out there working and improving. Yeah, you mentioned competing against him a little bit. Have you ever tried to see who could, uh, who could chuck it farther between you two? Uh, no, we've never lined up and done that. Uh, so I guess maybe that, maybe we'll do that the next time we get out there, see what happens. I think you could probably beat him in a, a 40, though, if you had to. <laughs> well, see, he's looking good. I give, I'll give him that. He's, he's kind of slimmed down, looking a little quicker. So he's doing well. All right. So, you know, you mentioned fighting for a roster spot in the Ravens. As a quarterback in that room, got your backing up, won the MVP. You know, you guys have a great team. We'll be likely Super Bowl contenders again this year. What did you learn just in your first year being dropped into that situation, you know, 
having to be an active majority of the time because the guys in front of you are, are so established. Mm-hmm. Just what did you take away from your first year? Uh, you know, really, I just learned a lot. Um, you know, kind of being in the meeting room with those guys, um, being obviously, you know, everyone saw the year Lamar had, uh, MVP year, um, was able to kind of, I don't want to say take the league by surprise, but um, almost in a little way he did. Uh, so I learned a lot from him, how he, how he leads, how he carries himself, um, you know, how he is on game days and practice and the standard he holds himself to. Um, so I learned a lot from him just by sitting there and watching him and learned a lot from RG3 um, as, a, as an older veteran guy that's kind of been through everything this league could kind of throw at you um, to the point where he was rookie of the year and then now he's, uh, you know, back up in the league. And, you know, but he's going into his eighth, ninth year, so he's, uh, he's seen a lot. I mean, he's really helped me to to learn a lot about the game, um, you know, what it takes to stay in the league for that long um, and how much of a, you know, how much you got to be working and, and climbing and kind of scratching, clawing your way to be able to just to stay in the league for that much amount of time. Um, but learned a lot about the game from him, you know, offensive-wise, you know, reading defenses, those kind of things. Um, so I definitely, definitely was able to take a lot away from last season uh, as well as just being able to work with our quarterback coach and, improving on the fundamentals and you know, footwork and stuff like that, that, that we preach every day in our offense. Um, so I felt like it was a really good year for me to be able to sit back, take that time to, to learn from two guys that are great NFL quarterbacks ahead of me, uh, learn from a great coach and being able to kind of go through an entire season and really kind of see what it's like, you know, going through a first NFL season. Yeah, first off, just looking at that quarterback room, I know you guys are bringing in, uh, I believe his name's Huntley from Utah as well. Yeah. Do, you get, you, do you guys have the fastest – Quarterback room in the NFL, I imagine it's up there. Uh, I would put ourselves as the fastest quarterback room uh, in the league. Yeah, I would. I think we do. I was going to say, like, you know, I know Baltimore has a unique offense, and you guys are all also quick. What's it like being in a quarterback room like that where you guys are all mobile quarterbacks and you all share similar skill sets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it really helps us to kind of be around guys that, that we're similar to, our similar play styles. Um, but we all have, you know, different aspects to our game that kind of make us who we are. And we're able to kind of talk about things like, you know, how Robert sees something is different than how I would. Or, you know, when Lamar's running, how he's trying to do, how he tries to set up guys on defense and stuff like that. Uh, so I think we're able to, you know, both of us or all of us really be able to kind of take parts away from each other's game uh, to, help, to help ourselves and help our, each other improve. Um, and so it's really cool to have, have that, in, that kind of dynamic in our room where we can – really be improving off of each other. Yeah, and when I was, uh, you know, Googling some recent articles about you for this interview, you know, a lot of them were, like, wondering if you were going to play a different position uh, or try that, just anything to get on the field, like Taysom Hill style. I'm not going to ask you about that because, like Saquon Barkley said uh, before the combine, you know, so so disrespectful, right? So, you know, Saquon's a guy, obviously, you guys are great. (laughs) Great in college, those teams at Penn State. You guys had uh, a ton of NFL talent. And – you know, when they asked you to work out as a defensive back, like I said, he tweeted it was disrespectful, and then he also tweeted out you were the best player um, to wear a Penn State jersey. So what's it like to have, you know, a guy who's a huge NFL star, a former teammate, put stuff up like that out on social media and, and show that he's riding for you like that? Uh, it, it means a lot, just the fact he's a, he's a former teammate. Um, that, that was kind of an impact I was able to have on some of my ex-teammates was that I was – that's kind of how, you know, he personally – viewed me and he was he felt that enough that that way that he could tweet it out and stuff like that so um it meant a lot and obviously the fact that you know he is who he is he's the nfl star he is it it was pretty cool from that aspect but 
Um, you know, for me, I think it's just the impact that I was able to have on him as a teammate. Uh, that's kind of what I really took away from it, that he, he kind of felt that way about me as a player. And um, it, it meant a lot to me, especially going through that time, going into the combine ahead of, you know, the draft and all that stuff where there's a lot of uncertainty in those times. Um, to kind of have a guy like that kind of be able to step up and, uh, you know, say something about me as a player it meant a lot. So you mentioned with Dwayne Haskins, you guys grew up not too far from each other. Um, I know you grew up not too far from D.C. in Virginia, and so you really weren't all that far from Baltimore either growing up. But, uh, you know, if you're taking family and friends who are in town for a game, you're taking them around Baltimore, just if they're visiting you, what's the attraction or restaurant or anything really that you're taking them to in town? Um, so the restaurant that I kind of like the best that I try and when someone comes up that I'm always throwing out there as a, as a suggestion um, it's not in the city. It's a little bit outside. Uh, it's a place called La Food Marqueta. I think it's just it's really good, really good food, kind of uh, a little bit different style of cuisine, but everything they have there is is really good. I've, I've been there a handful of times, and I really like it. Um, in the city, I'll probably just take them down to the harbor. Um, there's a ton of real good restaurants, kind of cool scenery down there. Um, so I, I think that's just a kind of a cool part of town that I like. Yeah, it is a nice spot. It's funny, uh, one time I was there, it happened to be the NFL draft day. So the Ravens draft party was like right down in the harbor. So like Joe Flacco and all those guys, mm -hmm. like right before his last year, we're, we're hanging out. It was kind of cool to see. Um, one or two more Ravens questions. You know, obviously with me being a Big Ten guy and uh, Coach Harbaugh being your coach and you playing against the other Coach Harbaugh at Michigan, which similarities mm -hmm. and, and differences did you see between two Harbaugh players? Um, just, you know, in your observations between those two. Um, yeah, I didn't get to spend a ton of time around uh, Coach Harbaugh at Michigan. Um, but I can tell you just from the little bit I've seen that they, their intensity, uh, I think, with how they coach and, you know, how they approach the game and they approach their job, I think that is very similar. Um, just like I said, just from a little bit that I was able to see from uh, Coach Harbaugh um, through this year and obviously his brother in Michigan, I think their intensity for the game, their passion for the game. I think that those two things are um, the similarities that from the vantage point I've had, I would say. Does uh, John ever bring his brother around? Or I know his, his dad is obviously a big football guy, and then their brother-in-law is Tom Crean. Any uh, any famous family members ever wandering around practice? Uh, his, his dad's been around. Um, his, his dad will come around, and he's talked to the team a few times and kind of given a few, like, post-game speeches and stuff like that. And, He's kind of that same way. He gets all fired up when he gets going. And it's really cool to kind of be able to see, uh, you know, how, you know, their families just get so fired up about the game of football and they're so intense about it and very passionate about it. Uh, it's really cool. All right. So definitely want to talk some Penn State before we wrap up. And, you know, before we even talk football, uh, I do want to point out you stayed very active with the charitable scene uh, at Penn State. Uh, you know, I, I noticed you used your platform to help provide meals for frontline workers. Um, you know, also – supported the uh, the THON pediatric cancer relief organization on your, your cleats for the My Cause, My Cleats weekend. Uh, so why is it important to you to continue to support local causes like that back at your alma mater? And also, if there's anything that you're, you're plugging right now, you know, feel free to mention that here so the listeners can get involved. Um, so really, I just wanted to help out in the Penn State community. Um, you know, Penn State, obviously, with uh, having gone to school there and was there for five years. Uh, it, that community and State College is you know, real close to, you know, kind of my heart. And even my family started. My sister just graduated from there. And, you know, we're kind of, you know, now we're Penn State, blue and white, everything around the house. My parents are completely bought in and all that stuff. So 
Um, just that community meant a lot to me uh, in my time there. And I'm very thankful and very gracious for the years I had there and their support of, you know, me and my teammates and everyone else that's involved with the football program there. Um, so I, I want to just kind of be able to do something to give back and, you know, had that opportunity to provide meals for the frontline workers in that community going through the, the COVID-19 crisis. And obviously they were the ones that were kind of really fighting that battle for everyone. Um, you know, everyone was social distancing as, as we can, but they were the ones that were on the front lines of it. So I, I really wanted to just try and show some appreciation that their extreme hard work was not going unnoticed and that, you know, it is uh, really appreciated by, by me, but by a lot of other people in the community. Um, and then, you know, from the time I got to Penn State, uh, Thon was something I thought was an incredible organization. It was a, a great uh, cause to be able to do some, some things for childhood cancer. I always like going to the event every year, try to get there for a few hours just to see it, interact with some people, you know, especially some of the kids that are around there. I think um, just being able to see them smile and have a good time, it, it really always kind of brightened my day. And, you know, it, it was awesome for me just to kind of be, out, be able to go out there and be a part of. So um, when I got the opportunity to do the My Cause, My Cleats, it was kind of a no-brainer for me uh, to be able to do that and be able to <clears throat> auction the money, the cleats off and send the money back to Thon and, uh, was able to get a, a good donation uh, from some, the person that ended up winning that auction to be able to go to that charity. So um, it's just something that, you know, I kind of always, you know, as players, we have great opportunities to, you know, use our platform for, to better society, to help out in organizations. And I, I just wanted to do that. And, you know, kind of those were two that when they came up, was presented with the opportunities, it was a no brainer to be able to help out the Penn State community in any way that I could. That's awesome. Yeah, really good stuff. And, you know, speaking of staying involved and staying invested, I saw you uh, last time we crossed passes at the Maryland game um, mm. back in September. And that was that was quite the beatdown that Penn State put on the Terps uh, on that Friday night. So how weird was it watching uh, Penn State football from afar this year? And, and were you able to, to tune in and catch every game live? Uh, yeah, no, it definitely was weird being able to, you know, watch from the sidelines that game. But it was pretty cool to be able to do that. Obviously, you know, as a player, I always used to see guys come back, um, being on the sidelines. I mean, even guys from older teams like Blair Thomas, LeVar Erickson, those guys coming back. Um, so it was cool for me as a player on the field to see the alumni coming back and supporting the team during games. Um, and not for me as an alumni to be able to do that at a Maryland game. Um, you know, I was up there, I, was, I think it was about 45 minutes for me. And that was gonna be the only game I could maybe have gotten to this year. So. Uh, it was really cool to be able to do that and kind of see some of my old teammates and watch from the sideline and things like that. Um, but it, it was it's a little bit different, um, you know, seeing the team run out of the run out of the tunnel on TV or uh, like I was there in person that one night in Maryland. And uh, it, it's definitely a different feeling than, than I've ever been used to watching those games from afar. Um, but if, I've enjoyed it, kind of being able to see what those guys be able to do and looking forward to doing it again this year. Yeah. That Game taught me never to refer to Maryland geography incorrectly again on social media because I tweeted from the Big Ten Network handle that you were up the road in College Park from Baltimore, which is obviously down the road. But so uh, I got some people in the replies were like not happy, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, they're, they're all over it on social media. You got to be careful. I know. I, lesson learned. Um, so, Trace, which, which Penn State moment, if you could, you know, think back to maybe a singular one, sticks out the most from your, your time there? I know there's a lot, a lot of big wins, but uh, mm -hmm. if I could put you on the spot to think of one, which would it be? Um, kind of off the top of my head, just, you know, winning the Big Ten Championship. Um, 
out in Indy uh, with all my teammates, kind of that, you know, that last play where you just kind of, I'm running back, just all I have are my eyes on the clock, waiting to see that the zeros hit the board and, and just fall down and take a knee and, and, and then the game. I think that's, that was the coolest moment for me. Um, that's the one that sticks out. And, you know, just kind of from that point on to, you know, being on the field, getting up on the podium, uh, celebrating with teammates, kind of the confetti falling. Then you, we get in the locker room and, you know, it's go, everyone's going nuts in there. You know, you see all the videos that, you know, every week we, Penn State likes to do like the dance parties or whatever and in, in there. And I think that year was kind of when all that kind of started. And that was kind of the culmination of it was, uh, you know, we kind of reached the goal that we had set for ourselves. And um, I think that we, that, that night in general, I think was probably just the favorite memory that I have of a, of a moment at Penn State. Yeah, it would have been cool to see what you guys could have done in the, the playoff, but uh, I digress on that. Um, a little exercise for you, Trace, before we wrap up. Um, we've been doing this with some of our, our guests on here to try and build a, build the ultimate receiver from your school's history. So, you know, you got a lot of guys to choose from. You can choose from guys you played with or guys and, you know, maybe you didn't get to throw to like an Allen Robinson, but, you know, you're, you're going through like a, a Godwin, a Deshaun Hamilton, KJ yeah. Hamler. So I'm going to give you categories like size, speed, hands, okay. And we're going to go through it, and then um, you'll just rapid fire kind of name the guy you want at that uh, category. Okay. I got All you. Right. All right. So for, for size, who do you got? For size, uh, I'll go A-Rob. Speed. KJ. Hands. Uh, I'll probably go Godwin with hands. Uh, overall, just heart. Deshaun. And then, you know, wide receivers, it's all about the personality. So we got to get uh, the biggest personality wide receiver. You can name. Biggest personality is KJ by far. That dude's always talking. He's, um, I mean, I think a lot of guys have seen it at this point, but he's definitely got the biggest character, biggest personality out of all of those guys. All right. Uh, another kind of rapid fire question. Who's, if you had to pick one, of your alumni to perform at like a comedy club or birthday party or whatever, who was funnier? Spice Adams, Keegan Michael Key, or someone I'm not thinking of? Uh, I feel like I'm, I feel like I gotta go with Keegan Michael Key because he's a professional at that. Um, but, but Spice, you see the videos he puts out. He, he, I love seeing his videos. He's funny, funny too. So I'll probably, I'll probably just go with Keegan. Michael Key, I think he's a professional. That's what he does. Um, he gets on stage, makes people laugh, does comedy movies, that kind of stuff. So I think uh, I remember he did when he came and like dressed up as Franklin for a team meeting. It was, you know, one of the funniest things I, I had seen in a long time. Um, so I think I'll, I'll go with Keegan on that one. Yeah, that was hysterical. I mean, he had it down to like the mannerisms and everything. It was great. Yeah, it was. That's why he's a professional at it. Like he's so good. All right. Uh, what is your favorite food? Uh, a spot in State College. I know you mentioned your Baltimore one. So what were some of the spots you hit up uh, in college? Um, in college, I think Wings Over was a go-to. Um, you know, I got that all the time on State College. Um, I, did, I did like going to Champs. I thought they had some really good food there. Uh, like they got that uh, – I forget – the name of it but uh it's like real good sandwiches stuff like that 
really like their wings too. Um, so I think probably those two places. Uh, and then Baby's was a spot that I always thought was pretty cool, a little, uh, little diner in State College. Uh, but I didn't go there all the time because it was just all burgers and milkshakes, stuff like that. I was still trying to make sure I was eating right <laughs> back at school. Did you hear about the Taco Bell on College Avenue closing down? I did. That, that, that took a chunk out of my heart. That one hurt, seeing that one go down. But I heard they're building up another one somewhere around there. Okay, so. good, because uh, I mean, I've been to that one even. And, um, you know, it was one of the only things open in the summer when we go. So I hope they build mm -hmm. another one. Anytime a Taco Bell closes on a college campus, it's, it's a sad yeah. thing. What about, yeah. the, uh, what about the Plaza? Have you heard of the Plaza Mexican place? I have. Yeah, I have heard. They, I went there, I think, a few times. That, that place was pretty good. That was like, we went to your practice, and, and that was like a urban legend almost. Like, people were raving about it, and it, it's always across from the hotel we stay at. And we always yeah. think it's, like, just okay, but everyone that we talked to couldn't, couldn't say enough good things about it. So that was funny. Yeah, no, it was a good one. It was actually funny going back to the Taco Bell. I, you know, it was like I had friends that would they come up from and visit me that went to other colleges or friends from high school. And they would, they saw it on like social media and sent it to me and like, what, this is closing down. It's the best place. Like the fact that so many people, even people that didn't even go to Penn state, when they saw that, even they were like a little bit devastated about it. It was fun. Yeah. I know it resonated uh, far and wide. Uh, yeah. Trace, you've been, you've been more than generous with your time. Appreciate you, you joining me. That's all I got for you. Um, best of luck as we get back into football here. I know big, big 10 fans and Penn state fans, we're rooting for you and we will be following you down the road, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks once again to Trace for jumping on. Really enjoyed his perspective and insight. Continue to root for him as he fights for a roster spot, playing time. Uh, you know, can't exactly blame him for being lower on the depth chart than two Heisman winners, one of which was the uh, reigning MVP. But uh, hopefully he gets a shot. Clearly still wants to be a quarterback. Um, you know, I think he was sick of people asking him about changing positions. So, uh, you know, at the very least, he'll likely learn a thing or two from that quarterback room being the great NFL uh, franchise and and either apply it in Baltimore or apply it elsewhere. So thanks again to him for jumping on. Um, like I said, just one interview this week, so pretty short episode, but continue to roll them out as we go along throughout um, the summer here and as sports hopefully approach in, uh, in somewhat of a normal fashion. If you haven't noticed, the show's undergone somewhat of a change um, in the last six to eight weeks or so. Uh, we've started putting the video versions of the interviews online on YouTube. Uh, those are on the Big Ten Network's YouTube channels, so you can actually see the interviews if you are now sitting at home and now that a lot of you aren't commuting, you can actually watch these guests uh, conduct the interviews and, you know, if, if it's your thing, watch me ask the questions as well. So... Definitely check that out. Subscribe to the Big Ten Network YouTube channel and, um, you know, leave us a little thumbs up just like you would leave a comment, rating, and review on the podcast platforms on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Podbean. So we also um, have been sharing video clips from the last, uh, like I said, eight or so interviews that we've done uh, pretty regularly. So if you ever want to see uh see more of the content check out our twitter instagram and facebook channels on btn for the corresponding schools uh, i want to thank everyone once again for listening thank you to julie bronder for producing the show 
And we'll be back at you soon enough with another episode here on the Take 10 Podcast.